Wild currently trail 7-3 against the Dallas Stars Sunday night. This is an in-game pod. This is Wild Minute with Troy, and when we're doing an in-game podcast, that's not good news. The Wild have given up five power play goals tonight to the Wild. Let's put this into perspective. 13 games into the season, Dallas had four power play goals total heading in to this afternoon's 5 o'clock matinee at XL Energy Center. Again, it's worth repeating. The Dallas Stars this season entered today's game with four power play goals. There's 15 minutes left in the game. They lead the Wild 7-3, and the Dallas Stars have five power play goals tonight. The penalty kill for the Wild, which was 31st in the league going into the game, I have to think is going to even drop one more. This is a bad team right now that's going to drop to 5-8-2, and two, and they're going to head to Sweden where they play back-to-back games next weekend against Ottawa and Toronto. It's their only two games in the next 12 days, and it's up to Dean Evason to restart this team and roll out Minnesota Wild 2.0 because this is no longer a slow start. 15 games in, which, which is what they'll be after their two in Sweden, it's an 80, 80 or 82-game season. This is no longer just a slow five-game start or a slow slump through their first seven. The Wild are who they are until they're not. I know that sounds a little silly, but I'm going to say it again. The Wild are who they are until they're not. And if this keeps up, I just tweeted a little while ago, I don't think Billy wants to move any players right now, but he might not wait till the uh, trade deadline if they go another 10 or 20 games like this and sink to the bottom. The power play, the penalty kill is atrocious. The power play is in the bottom third of the league. The blue, the defensemen on this team are all struggling. Brodeen has had a rough two weeks, and, and fair enough, Spurgey hasn't been playing until two nights ago. And Brodeen and Faber had to carry on way more than they should have, but it showed. Brodeen's been struggling, and he's struggling again tonight. Middleton, who has lost without Spurgeon, doesn't look any better. Here's another breakaway. Flurry charges and Flurry gets a tripping. It was a breakaway one on none. And uh, Flower gets called for a trip, and maybe by the end of this pod, the uh, Stars might get their sixth power play goal tonight. So, anyway, talking about the blue line. Spurgeon, of course, he's only in the second game. We can't judge him, but he's going to need to be all world to help turn this team around right now. Middleton needs to turn it up three notches. He uh, has just the eye test. Look around when the goal goes in the net. Too often, number five is nearby. Brodeen and Faber, it's really hard to complain about that second pairing. We're going to give them a free pass because they had to carry so much of the load through the first three or four weeks before Spurgeon returned the other night. But Faber has to avoid regressing to the mean and continue to excel the way he has been. And Brodeen needs to find his game because right now he doesn't have it. Then it's where it gets interesting. The third pairing with right now it's Bogosian and Dakota Mermis. Johnny Merrill clearly has fallen out of favor with the coaches. I think he's on his fourth or fifth straight healthy scratch up in the press box. Goose, by the way, is making the trip to Sweden, which leads you to believe he's going to come back sooner than later. And 
you know, maybe Merrill and Goose need to go in for a while. Bogosian take a rest. I don't know. Too small of a sample. They just traded for Bogosian uh, late last week. But the defense is terrible. The problem, though, it's not just the blue liners. Team defense has struggled. The forwards aren't playing good defense. So that's a problem. Goaltending's been atrocious. Now, here's the irony tonight. With the exception of the seventh goal that Flower gave up, all the other goals were on the, the wild defense. Uh, the seventh goal, like I said, was just scored a couple minutes ago from the blue line, and there might have been a screen, but it looked like one that Flower should have stopped. Hard to hard to fault him when he's been just under assault most of the night with tic-tac-toe plays and things like that. So we're going to give Flower a little bit of a pass tonight, even though it's, he's given up seven and he could be giving up another one soon when they go on the power play, when the Stars do. The Gus bus since that opening night shutout where he stopped 41 of 41 has been parked on the side of the road, broken down, four flat tires, broken windows, the engine's steaming. Things are falling apart with Gus bus. And then we're, we're, you know we can go up and down this lineup. Kirill, we've talked about it before. He had more. He had three turnovers in a series of about seven minutes tonight. One led to a goal. One should have been a goal, but Flower saved him. And Kirill, by the way, only has four or five goals. JoJo on the second line. Where's Marcus Johansson been? I hate to be this way, but he looked so hungry last year for that contract when the Wild traded for him. He ignited Boldy on that second line. JoJo looked like... uh, a player they didn't recognize when he was here last time. Now that they got the contract, I don't know. He's either regressed to the mean a little bit, or it, you tell me, you watch him skate around. It doesn't look like he's what he was last year for the Wild. Matt Boldy, we're back to not shooting much. We're back to doing more passing, things like that. Matt Boldy, for this team to succeed, Matt Boldy has to be a key cog. The second line with JoJo and Boldy, and now Marco Rossi is the center, that line has to click, and they haven't yet. Now, Marco Rossi of, the, of that group has been a pleasant surprise, just a surprise. For a game and a half, Rossi and Boldy were up with Kaprizov. At the end of last game the other night, uh, they, they went back to the old lines. I'm fine with that, but that second line needs to produce just like the first line does. Third line, identity line, Pat Maroon and Moose. That's That's... Going to be a good identity line, but they're struggling as well. And then the fourth line, Duhame, Dewar, and Latiri, they are who they are. They hustle. But it's, you know, if we're worrying about the fourth line, things are pretty good for the Minnesota Wild. And things aren't good right now. Things are rough. So this is your in-game pot. It's 7-3. to three. Wild trying to kill a, pu- a penalty kill here. There's 17 seconds left in that. And they miraculously might actually do it this time. It's Wild. Uh, it's the Stars 7-3 with about 11 minutes left. Follow me on Instagram, Wild Minute Troy. We give you updates, set you up, tear it down. Whenever there's disasters that strike on ice, we chime in during the uh, in-game pod. Uh, we don't like to do it, but I think this is our fourth time already this year. And I think this, I don't have the stats in front of me. This is either the third or fourth game the Wild have given up seven goals or more. And the bad news is there's 11 and a half minutes left. So this is the Wilds' last game at the X for the next two weeks. They head to Sweden at the beginning of this week, and they play an early morning Saturday game at 10 a.m., and then I think it's an 8 a.m. local start on Sunday as they go to Sweden. I mean this. They need to relaunch their season 2.0. They need to do some soul-searching. The coach has got to figure things out because yet again tonight, 
the team needed a late wake-up call because they didn't show up when the puck was dropped. This is your Wild Minute with Troy. We'll be having more podcasts, even though the Wild won't be playing. We'll be breaking things down and trying to figure out, what, just like everyone else, what's gone wrong with the hometown hockey team. This is Wild Minute with Troy, and we'll talk to you.